different message, different series for the second hour, mysteries. One of my favorite things to talk about, mysteries, mysteries. Last week, dreams. Are dreams in the Bible? Well, of course they are. Many times. Many key dreams in the Bible with, with key people. Are dreams done? Well, we still dream. We're still made in the image of God. All of us are. Not everybody dreams at the same level that everyone else dreams at. But most of us do dream. And we're created that way. And we learned last week from the Scriptures, God does not sleep and He does not slumber. So when we sleep, He isn't. You understand that? So it shouldn't surprise us that God can speak to us through dreams. Now, the first thing I said last week is the Word of God trumps everything else. You understand? So if you have a dream that doesn't line up with the Bible, guess what? <coughs> yes or no? Say. And don't go out and get a lot of kooky people when it comes to dreaming. I'm going to tell you that. But you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because, you know, you have kooky dreams or you know people that have kooky dreams. God still speaks through dreams. Second message in this series is on God's still small voice. The still small voice of God. The still small voice of God. Let's, so let's go with it. Still small voice. Does God still speak? He spoke in the Word. He spoke to people in the Bible. And I'm a hardliner, guys. When it comes to the Bible, it's the Bible. It's the Bible flat out. I don't really care what you think. If the Bible says opposite of what you think, I'm going to believe the Bible all day long. I'm going to let God be true and you a liar. Amen? It's going to happen. That's the way it's going to be. I don't know how else to live. I can't just live like a yo-yo, okay? So I've made a decision. I'm going to believe God's Word. Parts of God's Word I don't understand. I'm not going to criticize Him. I'm going to give Him every benefit of the doubt. And when I see Him, He can help me understand it, okay? There's plenty. It's not what I don't know in the Bible that troubles me. It's what I do know. Amen? Say. So there's plenty of there for me to understand and know. But I'm not going to second-guess God, all right? But God does speak. But a lot, I'm a hardliner, I said, but a lot of friends of mine, pastors, are saying, would say that, you know, the Bible, that's it. God doesn't speak anymore, you, you know. And I just don't buy that. I don't buy that. Now, I know there's no new Bibles being written. I understand that. We have the Word of God. Genesis to Revelation. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Amen. Say. All right? And you definitely need to be skeptical of people that say, I heard a word from the Lord. I got a word from the Lord. That's how TV preachers make millions. God gave me a new word, a new word. And you're supposed to give him all your money. That's pretty funny right there. Amen. Say. Okay? Come on. Now listen. So I'm not talking about that. I'll be sensible today. But let's examine this subject. Y'all ready to go or not? Say. Come on. Let's go to the Scriptures. Can we, as followers of Jesus Christ, hear God's voice? Can we hear His voice? And before you decide all this, let's see what the Bible says. But listen to Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens, and the sheep sit with me, hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, 
he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his what? Voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Jesus continuing to speak. One of my favorite verses. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Verse 26, Jesus speaking to people who are unbelievers, the religious crowd, many of them. But you believe me not, because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them from my hand. Boy, are those some good scriptures or what? Isn't that great? Beautiful. Jesus continued to speak. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, truth, truth is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the one who comes alongside. The Greek word paraclete, the one who comes alongside. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I have yet many things to say unto you, Jesus speaking. But you cannot bear them now. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He, this is interesting, I love, this is talking about the Holy Spirit. For He shall not speak of Himself. Say that with me. For He shall not speak of Himself. I'm telling you what, it sickens me to turn on the TV and hear some joker just speaking of Himself. And this and that and the other. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Here's the Holy Spirit, the living God. God Himself comes and doesn't speak of Himself, but lifts up Jesus. Amen. You hear me or not? Amen? So He will come. The Spirit will guide you into truth. For He won't speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He what? Speak. And He will do what? Show you things to come. So looking at scriptures today, and, and quite a few more. We're just getting started. Talking about the still, small voice of God. Now here's, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do it today. I read this years ago, several years ago, and I'm going to share it with you. I don't think lost people are dumb people. Okay? I've met a whole lot of dumb people in the church. You hear me say? Crazy people. There's a lost world out there that's pretty bright. You understand? That's why you try to pull the wool on them. You try to spiritualize everything. They're going to call you a nut, and they're probably going to be right. Y'all hear me or not? So here's a woman. Not taking everything she said for gospel, but she's a studied woman. Her name is Tanya Marie Lurman. My take, if you hear God speak audibly... You usually aren't crazy. All right? Now, here's what, look, let's see what she said. Tanya Lurman is a psychological anthropologist 
and the Watkins University professor in the Department of Anthropology at where? Stanford University. Certainly not a Christian university by any means, okay? But that's okay. See what she has to say. In the Bible, God spoke directly to Abraham, Moses, Job, and others. But to your neighbor down the street? Most people reading the ancient scriptures understand these accounts of hearing God's voice as miracles that really did happen but no longer take place today. Tanya writing, and a part of her study that she did, even Christians who believe that miracles can be an everyday affair can hesitate when someone tells them they heard God speak audibly. There's an old joke, when you talk, when you talk to God, we call it prayer. When he talks to you, we call it schizophrenia. This is her writing, okay? Even Christians who believe that miracles can be an everyday affair can hesitate when someone tells them that they heard God speak audibly. Amen? Keep going. Except usually that's not so. So I said that already. Keep going. Push me, Raj. Hearing a voice when alone or seeing something no one else can see, according to her study of people, is pretty common. At least one in ten people will say that they've had such an experience if you ask them bluntly. About four in ten say they have unusual perceptual experiences between sleep and awareness if you interview them about their sleeping habits. Are y'all going to sleep on me or not? Y'all listening? Hang in here with me. I don't normally read like this, so it's about to drive me crazy, but here we go. And if you ask them in a way that allows them to admit they could have made a mistake the rate climbs even higher. By contrast, interesting, because this is her field of study, schizophrenia, the most debilitating of all mental disorders, is pretty, say that word with me, rare. Only about one in a hundred people can be diagnosed with a disorder. But me and Roger were talking, that's still a lot of people. <laughs> Amen, say. Remember that when you're out and about. I'm terrible, I know. <laughs> Keep looking. Now watch this. Moreover, this is from a person that studies this. This is what she's done with her life. Not saying she's a preacher or a believer. I'm not saying any of that. Just sharing it with you. Moreover, the patterns are quite distinct. People with schizophrenia who hear voices hear them frequently. Can you say frequently? They often hear them throughout the day sometimes like a sound of rain or a relentless hammer. They hear not only sentences but paragraphs, words upon words upon words. Speaking of schizophrenia, what the voices say is horrid. It's insults, it's sneers, it's contemptuous jabs. She gives an example. Dirty. You're dirty. You should have gone under the bus. Not into the bus. Hearing voices. She says, that was not what Abraham, Moses, Job, and others experienced. It was different. Y'all still with me? Well, we're going to preach in here in a minute. She says, for the last ten years, I've been doing anthropological and psychological research among experientially oriented evangelicals. People who would be more into their Christian faith, generally speaking. The sort of people who seek a personal relationship with God, who expect that God will talk back. For most of them, most of the time, say this with me, God talks back in a what? 
a quiet voice that they hear inside their minds or through images that might come to their mind during prayer. She's just giving you the, the facts. But many of them also reported sensory experiences of God. They say God touched their shoulder. Or that he spoke up from the back seat and said in a way that they heard with their ears that he loved them. Indeed, in 1999, Gallup reported that 23% of all Americans had heard a voice or seen a vision in response to a prayer. These experiences were brief. And the most, a few words or short sentences. Say that three words with me. They were. You can't turn on TV or go to some churches and say, I got a word from the Lord. I got a word from the Lord. The Lord told me, and the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me that. Doesn't seem to line up even with anthropological and psychological studies that that happens. But we buy it hook, line, and sinker in church. Did you hear me or not? You need to listen. Those who reported them reported no more than how many? A few. Yeah, but I had a yes and a yes and a yes and a yes and Well, I guess you're just a rare bird then, ain't you? I mean, you need to listen. These experiences were not distressing, although they were often disconcerting and always startling. On the contrary, these experiences often made people feel more intimate with God And say that last part with me. And more deeply loved. Now we're still just listening to her. Tanya says, in fact, my research has found that these unusual sensory experiences are more common among those who pray in a way that uses the imagination. For example, when prayer involves talking to God in your mind, the usual sensory experiences were not in general associated with mental illness. And she noted, we checked, okay? We, when we talk to these people, we try to decide, are they crazy? Thank you, Tanya, for that. They were more common, etc., among those who felt comfortable getting caught up in their imaginations. It's just important that you realize that. They were also more common among those who prayed for longer periods of time. Prayer involves paying attention to words and images in the mind and giving them significance. Science cannot tell us, she says, whether God generated the voice that Abraham and others heard. But it can tell us that many of these events are normal and part of the human fabric of perception. Science cannot tell us. Did I just read that? Thank you. We just shot the picture of her up there just so you could see her again. Amen? Good, good. So, are you okay? Yeah, but what does the Bible say? We know what Tanya said. I didn't think she is a kook. The way she presented her stuff and I read it. I like people that talk to people and study things and try to find them out. I tend to trust somebody a little more like that than somebody at church that says, well, you know, that they're trying to get some money out of you. You know what I'm saying? I like stuff like this. So let's talk about it. Still small voice. Are you all ready or not? Here we go. Let's go with the Scripture now. Not what Tanya said. Let's go with what the Bible says. And I'll give you my opinion. This ain't opinion here. Say it with me. Number one, God certainly spoke in the... Say it one more time. God certainly spoke in the past. Hebrews 
Chapter 1, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his who? Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he made, also whom he made all the worlds. Okay? For we, Peter says, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. The Bible is not fables, guys. It's the Word of God. It's God speaking and breathing and moving through people as they were moved to write down the Scriptures that we have. We have not followed cunning devised fables, which we've made known unto you unto the, the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were, say it with me, Peter wrote it. We were what? We were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For He received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to Him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard, Peter says, and we were with Him in the holy mount. We've also a sure, uh, more sure word of prophecy. He speaks, Peter does, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Talking about prophecy and Scripture, the Scriptures, the, the Holy Scriptures, Peter says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Say that last part with me. But... Holy men of God spake as they were what? Moved by the Holy Ghost. That's how we got our Bible. Okay, so God certainly has spoken to people, through people in the past. Amen or oh me? Amen. So we got that one. We've covered point number one. Y'all all right? Did I tell you the Vikings are playing the Packers at one? Yes, yeah, so you know I won't be long, right? There's a whole lot of time between 12 and 1, though, ain't there? No, come on, here we go. Number two, number two. Say it with me. God speaks. Right, start again. I'm sorry. Number two. God primarily speaks to us through His... It's funny how people don't read the Bible, but they want to tell you how God's talking to them. That's funny right there. That's funny right there. God said this and God said that. But you ask them a Bible scripture, they couldn't quote one of them. Won't you spend time right there? You want to hear from God? You want to hear God's voice? Won't you read His Word? Say. You have somebody that loves you and they write you a love letter? And you love that, don't you? Read that letter. Oh, look, see, I'm loved. Look at that. It's all gishy-mushy. Look at it right there. Amen. How about read the Bible? How about read God's love letter to you? How about read truth? Amen say. Instead of trying to sit around and wait and see if you can hear God when you go to sleep at night. Yes or no? Amen. This is how God talks. He speaks to us through His Word. This book of the law shall not write into Joshua. He's going to take over Moses' job. Big job. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shall you make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. And trying to get your prosperity and your success through hearing God's voice at nighttime or whatever, how about seek His will for your life through reading His Word? Did you hear me today? Yes, yes, church? Amen. Say. You, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. You're going to be kooky if you don't. I'm going to tell you. You're going to be kooky. You're going to follow preachers that are kooky. I'm telling you, 
Read God's Word. Be like the Bereans were in the New Testament. They, they dug in there and they studied. They studied to see if what, what that guy said was true. Amen? Do that with me. Already, you heard me put up Tanya Luhrmann's study. But did I say her, her study is the gospel? Absolutely not. I like hearing from people like that, especially lost people who are studied, who really don't have an axe to grind, who they're just trying to find out data. I like that. But ultimately, I'm going to go with what God's Word says. Amen? This is what He does. So faith, say it with me, faith comes by what? And hearing what? I mean, I thought faith come by me hearing voices late at night. No. Faith comes by hearing God's Word. Pastor, I wish I could have faith like you. How about read the Bible? How about memorize Scripture? How about hide it in your heart, the Bible says, and you won't sin against Him. The Bible says the entrance of your Word brings light. You need to read the Word. Why do we preach the Word here? Why is it rare that I put a study like that on the screen? Because I'm not going to get together every week and read somebody from Stanford. Okay, you hear me, yes or no? We're going to see what God has to say. Have I made the point? 2 Timothy 3, 16. These are all scriptures you should memorize. They're good for you. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or mature and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That's why we have the Scriptures. Amen. Say. That's why we meet on Sunday. You're old-fashioned. You go to church on Sunday. I need help. That's why I come. Amen. I want to know truth. I want to know how to live life. I want to know how to do right in my life. Amen. And plus, I love you, and I need you, and I want to be with you, and I want to be encouraged in the body of Christ. But ultimately, I want to hear His Word. Amen? And I love the music. And I'm coming tonight to praise the Lord. I am. But I don't come to church just for the music. I come for the Word. I come to hear Word. Amen? Yes or no? Because I'm screwed up. I need help. Maybe you don't, but I do. And God's Word helps me. Hebrews 4.12. I could do this all day long, scriptures like this. For the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It is a, and the joints and marrow. Say that last part with me. It, the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of my heart. Somebody else might say something. But you let the Word of God say it and it can pierce me through, through and through. Amen? The Word of God. So did we make the point? God spoke in the past. God spoke in the past. Certainly, there's no doubt about it. Number two How does God primarily speak to us today? He speaks to us through His what? And what if I'm not reading His Word? I'm going to tell you what the truth is. You're a bum. You're probably never coming back now. I went to church. He called me a bum. But I love you, okay? No, we know. We know. We know. We grow up in a culture making excuses. You know that. You want to hear from God? You want to hear that still small voice? You read His Word. Just a quick, quick study real quick of the audience. How many, you've read the Word, you've hid the Word in your heart, 
And when it comes to decision-making, sometimes you don't even have, a, have to even think about the decision because you know what the answer is because you've got the God's Word in your heart. You just know. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. It doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. It just means God's Word said this. So if, if this is if this way or that way, well, God's Word said this way, so you don't have to think about it. Yes or no? Amen. Say. Boy, that's a big battle to have already won. You understand that? Because we're sinners and we're tempted. But when you take that word and put in you and go ahead and have that wisdom and it just tells you this way or that way and you go, I don't know. But when you know the word, you go, no, I do know. Yes or no? Amen. Primarily God's word. Now, point number three. And this is where I'm going to get personal. God, you don't have to agree with me. It doesn't bother me if you don't agree with me. God speaks to us through circumstances, experiences, and often through people. In my personal life, the circumstances where God has spoke most to me, and never a lot, has been through pain. Can you say that four-letter word? Pain. One more time. Pain. The Holy Spirit, Jesus called him the who? The what? The comforter. Did he call him that? Yes or no? The one who comes alongside of you. We've turned the comforter into, instead of the one that comes alongside of you, the one that makes you run up and down aisles and, and flop like a chicken. Excuse me. Y'all hear me or not? That's, not? that's not what we see. Certainly that's not what I've experienced. I mean, I love to get excited. You see me get excited. But the times God has come close to me is in my pain. But He does. He speaks through experiences, etc. So does God still speak? Roger, what you got coming? I ain't done yet, Emma. Really? So the answer is, I believe so. I believe God does still speak. I'm going to just share a couple with you real quick because I don't want to forget them, okay? I don't want to forget them in the message. I was meeting, and you don't have to. This, this is not about you doing anything. I'm just going to tell you what happened, okay? You all right? We started Fellowship Church. And uh, a lot of, lot of experiences over the years, but... We were needing to move forward and buy land. Buy land. The economy was up. Land was so expensive. How many remember those days? It seems like it's coming back around again. Y'all know that, right? But not as crazy as it was. And so there was land in the middle of Rotunda. You just happen to be sitting on it right now. And it was 11 acres. By the way, we have over 15. That's another story. And a deal had been made through a friend of mine who is a real estate agent. It manages a lot of property, but he was a friend of mine. I knew him well. And he knew the owner, basically, of Rotunda. There was one man that owns about everything, a corporation that owns about everything out here. And he had talked to him, and the price of the land was $1.2 million for this land. $1.2 million that you sit on. Not the other, just this part. But... The man would like to see something done in the middle of Rotunda. He had sort of a reason. There's nothing ever been done out here since the beginning of time, okay? So 
He told him, made a deal, that he would give it to us for $600,000. He would just cut it straight in half for the church. That's a pretty nice thing, don't you think? So, how many remember being with me and me talking about this? There you go. So there's people in the audience. There you go. So, we were going to do that. Why not? There's nowhere else to go. I mean, it's not that I wanted to be out in Rotunda of all places. I'm an old Inglewood guy. But... It seemed like a good thing. It was commercial. you got to go where you can build a building, etc. We're just getting started. We're a few years into the church. So I'm in my bed one night. And uh, I just had a strong feeling. A couple of different things. One is that we should do this debt-free. Debt-free. Was that a word from the Lord? Not necessarily sure, but I know it was his idea. It certainly wasn't my idea. You hear me? Why would I have that idea? When you can go borrow money and everybody and their brother does. Amen? So, but I felt strongly the Lord impressed me that way. And about the land, I was laying in bed and the Lord speaks to me, not out loud, Gary, I've never heard anything like that. Okay? I've never heard anything like that. I think most people that do are odd. That's my opinion, but, you know, sue me. I'm sorry. Whatever, okay? But I'm in my bed, and that still small voice. I'm thinking about this land, etc. You have not because you ask not. Is that in the Bible? Yes, somebody tell me. Is that in the Bible? You know what book it's in? Yeah, I think it's James, Amen. So that's my point. When you put Scripture into you, give the Lord something to talk to you about. Amen? Yes or no? But I had to act upon that. So I talked to the real estate guy and said, I need to meet the man. And he's like, you don't meet the man. I'm the man. I'm the guy. I'm the real estate agent. You don't go meet the guy. See? <laughs> and I said, well, I need to. Well, you can't. Well, I have to. So he said, you can't even meet this guy. He didn't even live in the area. It took us a couple of months or more or whatever to get the meeting. And the day of the meeting, he tells me, we meet at his office, and he's a tough football guy, this guy, the agent. He tells me, Gary, you can't beat this guy up. You understand? Hush your mouth. Don't tell who the man is, but a lot of people know. But anyway, the point is, I said, well, if you can't handle it, you stay here and I'll go see him. But he went with me. Long story short, I go meet with this man, all prompted by the Lord speaking to my heart. Do you understand? Did I do this for me? No. No! Who wants to go do this? I don't want to go do it. You know? But I do it. I meet with this man. I tell him my testimony, brief. I tell him only a fool would do what we're doing, building a new church. You know, there ain't been a church built in this town in 30-something years. Till us, amen, say, new campus, praise the Lord. About 30 years, check it out. It's the truth. So why would we do such a thing? So I tell him my testimony, and I tell him I need some help. And I say these words, I, I'm not asking for something for nothing because I won't appreciate it. That's what I told him. He starts crying. The man, big man, he's big as me. He starts crying, goes and shuts that door so no one else can hear out there. He's crying. And he says, how does $200,000 sound? He dropped it from 600 to 200. 
That's a big drop for my, in my neighborhood where I come from. Amen? And it was doable. It became doable. Oh, why did that happen? Why did that happen? It was prompted by a still small voice. Do you see what I'm saying? That was a true story. Not a lie. I'm going to give you one other one. I know you didn't come to hear this today, but you're here. You may as well hear it, okay? I was hurt deeply. Pain. Even that story of the land, that was painful. That's not something I want to do. It wasn't easy, but God blessed us, amen? Do you see now why we say God gets all the credit here at Fellowship Church? We don't say Gary gets all the credit. We say God gets all the credit, amen? Say, amen. I went through this horrible time in my life. My wife of 28 years leaves me and chooses to be with another man. It killed me. Many of you walked through that experience with me. It destroyed me. I personally became suicidal. I didn't want to live. How many know what I'm talking about when, you, when, you, when I say that? You don't want to live. Unfortunately, it's just a sad situation, ain't it? It's horrible. And things pass, and a little time goes by, but I'm still screwed up. But I'm knowing Gary Clark can't be single. This is going to be a problem, okay? And I didn't want to do the wrong thing, except I felt like doing the wrong thing. And I had somebody sort of pay attention to me. I had a few of them, believe it or not. And her name was Kim. Kim, are you in here? Hey, baby doll. But Kim, her children had been hurt. She was on food stamps. She was depressed. But she took a shine to me. And she asked me, if I'd go to a movie with her and her daughter who had been hurt. I didn't want to go, but I went. Kim didn't talk much. She was down, depressed. Kim didn't know she mattered, that she had value. You know how you feel sometimes when you've been hurt so bad. Y'all know what I'm talking about, yes or no? And that was Kim. We didn't have the best of time. Not much talking. We go again. She asked me again. Boy, you're relentless. And so I go again. And still, I didn't have the greatest of time. I did it more like a pastor kind of thing, just ministering and loving on her and her daughter. And that was the way it was. And that was probably going to be the end of it. Y'all cool? That's it. She's down, I'm down, I need somebody up, not down. Got it? Yes or no? I'm getting up again. So I'm in my white pickup truck that I still have. And I'm driving between the high school and Publix on Placida Road. You know where it's at? It's on a weekday. I think it was a Thursday. And I'm driving along. And the Lord says to me, in my heart. Not out loud, Gary. I'd hit a bus if something happened like that. Still small voice. Four words. Don't sell her 
short. Can you say those words with me? Don't sell her short. I go back to my office. That's where I was headed. I tell Alex, my administrator, I'd been telling Alex everything because I needed accountability. I needed somebody to talk to all the time. I was hurting so bad. I tell Alex what just happened. Because Alex knew I'd had a couple of times to the movies. And Alex starts to tear up. He says, I don't know what you, you don't see that we see. I don't know why you can't see in her what we see. I said, Alex, I can't see. I can't see no more, Alex. I'm hurting. I said, I'm going to ask her out. Just me and her, no daughter. <laughs> so I pick her up. Her head's still down. I take her to Bonefish. She doesn't talk much. Thank God my, my friend owned the restaurant, so he and, I, he and I are sitting there talking some. I'd hurt my shoulder earlier, pulling limbs and mess. And I was rubbing my shoulder, and she saw me, and she said, I'd be happy to rub your shoulder. I said, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. On the way home, I don't even realize I'm doing it. You know when you hurt sometimes, you don't even know you're... And she saw me again. And she said, I'd be happy to rub your shoulder. And I started crying. And I heard God say in my heart again, don't sell her short, Gary. Don't sell her short. And the rest is history. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Amen. God gave me beautiful Kim, and now Kim's head is up. She knows she matters, right, baby doll? We still work on it, don't we? She has value. I have value. And she's hurt bad. I was hurt bad. But together, we live together. We married, and we have children, and I adopted her youngins, and we got a, we got a good life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, you might say, why do I share such things? Well, I share it with you because I love you. You're, you're my church, okay? And I, I'm open as a book with you, okay? You might say, you're here today, or he's crazy. God talked to him. I could care less what you think. You hear me? I'm just telling you. It doesn't happen often. It usually happens in my pain. It's never allowed like no. God created us in His image and His likeness so we could communicate with Him. That's why you can communicate with God and read His Word and pray. And that's why I believe God does speak to us in a still small voice. I still believe that. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the cattle, fowl of the air, etc. So God made man. Verse 27. So God created man and woman in his own what? Image. In his own likeness. Why aren't monkeys building buildings? Say. Why is a dog a, why is a dog pound a dog pound and not a laboratory? Say. 
and they're making computer programs. You know why? Because you matter, and you, you, have, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. You hear me, yes or no? You need to know that, and you can communicate with God. You can read His Word. You can grow in the Lord. You can make good decisions. You know that. You can pray. You mean you can pray? I don't have to go through you, preacher? No, you can pray. You hear me say. That's the way you were made. God says in His Word, chapter 3, they heard, say it with me, Adam and Eve heard the what? Voice of who? The Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. They heard God speak. They were made in His image. Okay? And I know we've sinned. I understand that. But we were made to hear God. The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art, you? Where art thou? And Adam said, I heard what thy what? Thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid. I was naked and I hid myself. Okay? So, it's throughout the Bible. For thou hast possessed my reins. You've covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows right well. Search me, O God. And know my, thought, know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts, God. You can communicate with God like this. Try me, Lord. See, me, see inside of me if there's any wicked way in me. Holy, I say it this way. Holy Spirit of the living God, put your red-hot finger on something in my life that doesn't need to be there. Burn that thing. Amen? I believe God speaks to us. Still, small voice. Are you all with me or not? I about lost everybody with them storytelling time. You know what the Bible says? Roger, I'm not going to read every one of them. I'll read this first one, then you flash them all on the screen. Revelation. Jesus appears to John on the Isle of Patmos, and he says to the churches, seven churches, say it with me, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the... Keep And put them all up, right? Just blast them, blast them, blast them. Keep going. Hit it again. Boom, boom. All in the book of Revelation. Boom. He that has an ear. 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 He that has it. I love... Pack this one up. I love that verse. Look at this one. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus speaking. If any man will hear my what? And open the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. And then he finishes out. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Y'all hear me or not? How did my drunk mama listen to Billy Graham? Did she just, she was enamored with Billy Graham? I love Billy Graham. No. God spoke to my drunk mama. And somehow she got something inside of her that night that was hopeful and said, I need to go to church. And she went. Three weeks later was saved and poured all her mess down the drain and never drank another drop. God still speaks. You hear me, yes or no? But a lot of kooky stuff. And if he's speaking when it's related to money, God spoke to me and wants me to see. That's what I I don't think so. And the other thing, don't forget, if God can speak to somebody else about your money, can't He speak to you about it? Say, yes or no? Amen. Say, my name's Gary with two R's. All right? Say, amen. Just think about that. Don't be duped and fooled by people. The voice of God, say that with me, is what? We're finishing. It's what? The church today has turned the voice of God, I'm afraid, into something that is K-R-A-A-A-Z. And I can usually see them coming because their eyes look a little funny. That's just me being ugly. I'm sorry. The voice of God is what? It's still and small. 
Here's Elijah. He's being hunted down like a dog. All the other prophets, many of them have been killed. Not all of them, but he has been hunted down like a dog for his faith. He's scared to death. He thinks he's the only one left to serve God, and he's next on the hit list. And the Lord appeared to him. After there was an earthquake, he put him in a, like a place, a cave, a cleft. And after the earthquake, there was an earthquake that happened right around him, and then there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and the Lord was not in the fire. Say that last part with me. And after that fire, there was a still small what? And God spoke to Elijah in that still, small voice. That's where that idea comes from when you hear about that God speaks in that still, small voice. Still, small voice of God. That's what we're talking about. The voice of God communicates wisdom and trust. Unto you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. God wants to communicate wisdom to you. God wants to make to trust to you, for you to have faith in Him, for you to trust Him. Okay? For wisdom is better than rubies. All the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, I dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Do you think God gets the credit for the amazing things of our world? Or is it just some man? I think God speaks. I think God helps people. You understand, yes or no? Not everybody. I understand that. I don't get it all. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, the evil way, the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign. Princes decree justice. By me, princes rule, nobles, even all judges on the earth. I love them. Say that last part with me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall do what? Find me. Y'all listening or not? Sort of a weird message today or not? I like it. Roger, I'm almost done. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. Does God still speak? Does God still speak? Yes, I believe so. I think you know that today, don't you? Do I think there's a lot of craziness out there? Absolutely. Is it still and small? I believe so. Is it rare? Yes, I believe so. That's me talking. I believe so based on study, but also based on the Scripture and based on my own personal experience. Does God still speak? Still small voice. Mysteries. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I can't keep going all day. About to die up here.